Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, Episode 226. I'm your host, Jermaine Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, we'll get into pop culture pick'em, top five white people sayings. Uh, we'll get into head to head, what the fuck headline, blind five, and we'll get we'll talk about the World Series preview. We'll finish our NBA future series, and we'll discuss NFL Week Seven and get into the NFL Week Eight betting slate. Without further ado, how are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, I'm pretty good. The mountains are blue. Uh, we have one entry into the World Series. Uh, from the American League. Let's see if Texas can finally win it all in their third World Series. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I would just like to remind the world that uh, if the Phillies do make it to the World Series, Eric was not a Phillies fan last year, uh, so therefore cannot claim that the Phillies made the World Series two years in a row. <laughs> all in favor? Nay. Oh, damn. I say nay, but I also say, how are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing good. Uh, stressing right now because this piece of shit Corbin Carroll can't stop hitting the baseball. Phils are down 3-2 right now in the sixth. So. But other than that, Eagles got a big dub this weekend, so I can't complain too much. You'll find a way, though. No, I will. <laughs> so how, many, how, how many points uh, were allotted to the refs in that uh, Eagles – Dolphins game. I mean, you can sit here and cry about it all you want, but it happens in every game, missed calls and shit. So it is. Do you, what have, it is. do you have any comment on the head ref being from Pennsylvania and previously being suspended for uh, uh, what do you what do you call it? Uh, un, it's not unlawful, but uh, for bad refereeing, like unfair refereeing. That's on the, the N- That's on the NFL for not doing their homework and not background check, and you can't blame. Look, that's a soft-ass fan base. The Eagles, you didn't hear the Eagles complain once last year after we lost the Super Bowl when there was blatant missed calls against the, the Chiefs. Whatever, it happens. It happens in the NFL. You didn't see Browns fans, or was it Browns fans? You didn't see Brown, or Colts fans crying about the blatant missed calls. You just take it as it is because it happens in every game. Soft-ass fan base. Miami doesn't even deserve a franchise. They let Dan Marino go to waste. Greatest quarterback of all time. Let that motherfucker not win a World Series. Okay. Two incorrect statements right off the bat. Oh, sorry, uh, Super Bowl. Uh, one, not the greatest quarterback of all time, and two, not a not a I, World I'm, Series. I'm just thinking, I'm in Philly mode right now. He is the greatest uh, NFL quarterback to not win a World Series, though. That statement yeah. is correct. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't know about that. He's he's the greatest NFL quarterback to not win a Super Bowl. I would say. I would still say the greatest quarterback to not win a World Series is still Tom Brady. I think the greatest quarterback to not win a Super Bowl is Cam Newton. Oh, stop. Yeah. 
now now I'm erect for the rest of the show. <laughs> Dude, I was watching German. Okay, so I was watching the Bills Patriots game on German TV, right? This last weekend. It, first of all, an amazing game on American TV. But halfway through the broadcast, they just mentioned Cam Newton and talked about him for like two minutes. And I was like, I- I'm I'm home. I'm never leaving. <laughs> German TV just randomly bringing up being like, blah, 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 Cam Newton. And I was like, what? Also, it's, it's very funny to see which uh, terms do and do not translate. So they'll be like Buffalo Bills, and again, I would say red zone offense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, dude, that's funny. Red zone offense. How is German football out there? Are people really into it or no? Um, why all the time? Why? Um, I don't know. Actually, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't talk to to people about German football. I was watching it in the hotel room because I had to leave the next morning. So, okay, I would assume so. I mean, they're playing games in Frankfurt. The state, the stadium seems to be sold out. I wonder how much of it is Americans traveling though, or like Americans from military bases around. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I would one hundred percent travel. I I didn't know Nick uh, had good points. Mark it down, Eric. Episode two twenty six. Nick finally had a good point. What do you guys? What are you guys' thoughts on this? On this Michigan military staff? Who gives a fuck? Former military staffer. Who gives a fuck? The, they didn't get mad. They didn't really care when the Patriots did it, or when every other college does it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. Like, bro. But, Har- but Harbaugh beats Ryan Day once. Hello, Kane. If somebody wants to participate on the podcast, I guess. What up, Kane? Put your big old noggin in here, dude. Stand up. Stand up, Kane. Say it with your chest. Come on. Come on. You dumbass. Come on. That dude's so fucking big. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's a lap dog. Most big dogs do, dude. It's fucking wild. Well, it's because everyone coddles them with their fucking this tiny and puts them in their laps and then. They grow and get big as fuck and very quickly, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Does he try to get on the couch? He does get on the couch. Something I know you hate. No, what where the fuck you sitting? <laughs> That's all we got, I'm asking. We, we got a bit we got a big ass couch. Oh yeah. Do you see that dog? Yeah, it's a big ass dog. He eclipses fucking most that couch. What's your opinion on the Michigan staffer, Kane? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on you're right we should move on okay okay i don't know Pers- Eric, you got an opinion on it? oh personal space you fat fuck uh like like we discussed man like everybody does it this man just got caught and i do agree with nick's sentiment that harbaugh finally gets a win down in uh what is it columbus yeah and uh like up in columbus or up in columbus or whatever and and now people want to make a big deal about it but he's beaten ohio state like Two mice in a row. Yeah. That's why. Because they had the tape. Since the sign stealing, yeah. Let's not yeah, and, and let's, let's not act finally. like finally. Let's not like like let's not act like any competitive person or organization is gonna do whatever it takes to have the upper hand. It is what it is. Michigan versus Ohio State series. 
or weight room. <laughs> Who are you referring to when you say weight room? Real Muto. <laughs> okay. I JT Real Muto annoys the shit out of me. Is it because it sounds like you're going to stroke every time you uh, say his name? <laughs> JT Real Muto? <laughs> I think I'm smelling toast. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. Oh, boy. Michigan leads the series 60-51-6. Did you know Michigan is the winningest football team in the NFL in the NCAA football history? No. I do not. I did not know that. I thought it was Texas. Do you know who number two is? Rutgers. Ohio State. Yeah. Wait, you know, yes, it was Rutgers? No, it's Ohio State. <laughs> Fucking Rutgers? Get it's, bad, Nick. Dude, they're back. They're back. <laughs> Rutgers is back. <laughs> Let's go. The greatest turn in Room 303 podcast history. <laughs> All we've done is clown them for three years. <laughs> they're back. Uh, Texas was number five. Oklahoma was... Okay. I'm sorry. Oklahoma was not top five. Alabama was number four. Four and Notre Dame was number three. Mm. <clears throat> Notre Hello. Dame just little... they have what one national title? What a bunch of pussies. They got a bunch of national titles. It just came before they allowed black people to play. Well then they don't count. I mean they count them. <laughs> <laughs> I think if anyone, Notre Dame should be allowed to count them. They're the great white hope. They're the bastion of racism. They, they have not changed their <laughs> motto since those days. So those count for Notre Dame. And so it begins, dude. The Lakers, I guess they I guess they finally lost. And the sad boohoo Laker fans are already coming out of the woodwork after week one or game one. Trade them yeah. all, blow it up. LeBron is washed. I saw I got a highlight that he hit the side of the backboard. That was pretty funny. Reggie Jackson pumped fake LeBron into Olivia. I mean, LeBron stepped on a shoe. But if we make fun of CP3 for Steph Curry dusting him, I'm going to make fun of LeBron for getting dusted by Reggie Jackson, of all people. <laughs> also, Reggie Jackson's new nickname is The Accessory. How many different fucking things does he have to put on to play a game of basketball? He's like he's like linebackers in the 90s. It's like headband. He has the glasses. He's got a chain. He's got uh, sleeves on both arms. He's got the undershirt. He's got the sleeves on the legs, <laughs> knee brace. Everything. <laughs> My man's is out there stunting on people. This is a fashion show for Reggie Jackson. Hell yeah. All right, let's get into pop culture pick, Mac. All right, let me get this pulled up. <clears throat> All right. You guys can see that? Sweet. All right. Uh, so today's culture, uh, today's, today's pop culture pick is top five. Best white people sayings. The order is Jermaine, myself, and then Nicolas. Go ahead, Jermaine. Start us off. Oh, man. I have first pick. Si, senor. Uh, let's go with more than one way to skin a cat. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I know. I picked it. But thanks for <laughs> confirming. <laughs> I'm just trying to fill time because Eric can't talk and type at the same time. I was going to. All right, dude. <laughs> Uh, my first pick is going to be How About Them Apples? That's a good one. <laughs> He's going to say I, that. How he, about, I, I'm, I'm the, as the white representative was, of this podcast, I, I, have, I, say that. I have said 50, all 15 of these, I have said a million times. 
I'm gonna have to. My last pick is gonna be. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, that's a good. That's a good one. Shit. My Ooh. first pick is gonna be the Midwestern exit, which is. Um, well, <laughs> it is a very key knee slap and a whelp. <laughs> not, to, not to be confused with the Irish goodbye, which is turning no. side turning sideways and disappearing like Kate Moss. Right. Uh, I'm gonna at a restaurant when the waiter is taking your plate and he asks, "How is it?" Uh, you reply, "Awful. I hate." It. That's oh, did we lose it. him? That's a oh. good one. That's a that's dad that's thing. a dad special for sure. I think my dad has done that a kajillion times in my life. So, Nick, you broke up on my awful, screen. I, uh, awful! I hated it. I'm gonna need another. I'm gonna need another. <laughs> uh, you can just keep awful. I hated it, but that's. I mean, that is dad. That is dad one one. Uh, that is dad one one. Moving into my second pick, um, I'm gonna go with you're barking up the wrong tree. It's a good choice. That is a good choice. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take um, I'm like actively trying not to say it. <laughs> I don't like nod. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's whatever rendition of this saying you want to go. A lot of people will say butter my backside and call me a biscuit or slap me on the ass and call me Sally. That's my personal favorite. So I'm going with slap me on the ass and call me Sally. That one will definitely, if you're married, get a slap from the wife for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and then too big for his britches is my third choice. Too big for his britches. I mean, yeah. I type bitches. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Newsflash, buddy. Oh, Newsflash is a good one. Newsflash. Newsflash, buddy. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, with two here. I'm going to go with Let Me Be Frank, uh, followed by Part B. Well, this is this is it. it Let Me Be Frank must always be followed by. Uh, you can be whoever you want. You don't have to be Frank. That's not my second one, by the way. Uh, and my my second one is exclusively used by white people on the golf course. Uh, when you leave a putt short, uh, the phrase is. You got to hit it, Nancy. <laughs> got to hit it, Nancy? Yeah. I've always got a little time for some sexism. <laughs> so you got to hit it, Nancy. <laughs> um, uh, a tried and true classic for me, I'm going to go with Hold Your Horses. Okay. Hold Your Horses now. That's a, that's that's a good a, one. That's a good that's one. A good one. <laughs> Uh, it's not the heat that gets you; it's the humidity. Oh, dude! It's a dry heat is also <laughs> is also part. I say that all the time. T- <laughs> I said that in Germany. <laughs> you brought it to Germany. Dude. I think I said that every day in Germany. I was like, you know what? It's cold, but it's not. It's it's not humid. It's not. It's not humid, so it's not that cold, bro. <laughs> Uh, then lastly, three sheets to the wind. Oh, uh, just cheers, cheers, cheers. That's a good one. Have you seen people just like add, like make the number higher the more drunk they are? 
I know the saying is three sheets to the wind, but like when they're super drunk, it's like I'm nine sheets to the wind. It's like all right, dude. I don't think the saying changes because you're more inebriated. <laughs> I the, I love the uh, shout out to the Brits and Diego Garcia. I love the more drunk they get, they just they just lengthen out uh, a certain word and mate, I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> the drunker they get, the longer fucking gets. That's so funny. That's funny. Um, my last one, I'm going to go with... Man, I guess I'm going to go with the, the tried and true. Whenever you ask somebody how they're doing, they say, well, you know, living the dream. Living the dream, one nightmare at a time. Uh, I'll, I'll finish it off with uh, a very simple thing that is done, a.k.a. walking upstairs, carrying the groceries in, uh, a walking the dog and you say that's my cardio slash workout for the day it'll be followed by number it'll be it'll be preceded by number one which is well that'll be my cardio for the day <laughs> uh, uh, a couple of honorable mentions for me since uh as the white representative i had to come prepared well fuck me sideways <laughs> that's a good one that one is a good one uh, when you, when I used to ask my father, how'd he sleep? He said on his back with his eyes closed, uh, green means go and oh yeah, you and what army? Yeah, that's that I, I've heard that one a bunch, man. Uh, so when someone gets their driver's license, well, I'll be sure to stay off the road. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, when you try to open a jar, but can't, and then the next person opens it. Loosened it. <laughs> I, I loosened it up. I you. just fill these in. Oh, uh, uh, meeting old friends anywhere in public, they'll just let anyone in here. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, what What happens when they get a bag of chips, Nick? What happens when they get a bag of chips? Oh, these get these away from me. These are dangerous. Oh, it, it, I, I I love the the plate of fries or anything at a restaurant dessert. Should we do it? Let's let's do it. Let's be a little naughty. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. Whoopsie Daisy is a fantastic one. Ope. O P E. Yeah. Let me let me squeeze by you. Uh, when you when you leave something in the house and you come back, not getting far without these. Not <laughs> dude. I'm surprised nobody said son of a gun or doggone it. Uh, that was, I, I had that on there, but I took it off because it, it just it went down that list. But gosh dang it. Gosh dang it's a good one. Be yeah. there in a gif. What are they doing back there? Killing the chicken? I said, yeah. Yeah, they gotta grow they gotta they, they gotta <laughs> they gotta grow the yeah, they gotta grow the vegetables before they make the salad. Uh when you get the check, what do you say, Nick? Uh, I mean, I, I'll, I don't what, know. What's the damage? Uh, what's oh. the? Da- I don't, I don't really, I don't really say that. That's not. That's man, that's maybe too white for me. Uh, too white. <laughs> uh, it's it's gonna be rain. I have started saying smells like rain. This is one that I've said. Uh, <laughs> when the line starts forming after you've ordered. <laughs> 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 Eric just said one that fell out of favor post uh, post like eighteen sixty five. So, 
<laughs> oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Uh, 1865, excellent year choice. Yeah. We came at the right time, bro. <laughs> Good God. Oh, boy. All right, that's all, right. all. I could do this all day. Those, those yeah. fucking sayings crack me up, dude. Let's, let's go right into head-to-head, Eric. Right into head-to-head. All right. So, as you guys see, uh, last week was week 41. Um, Jermaine went 2-1. and one. He had a Bryce Harper home run plus 450. And he was one uh, – what's his first name, Walker? Kenneth Walker, the third touchdown away from, from hitting an 848 parlay, but he's 2-1 and one on the week, putting him at 46-70-1, and 70 and one, down 6.3 units. He has officially um, jumped out of last place. Uh, Nicholas went 0-3. He is on a – Holy shit, man. 11-game losing streak. Um, putting him at 42, 73, and two down 5.3 units. Well, there's, <laughs> there's red in your ledger, Nick. <laughs> I just, I have just been trying to, by the way, if you look at Eric show though, what my tell, tell the people who aren't watching on YouTube, what my odds have been. I'm just trying to concoct the most deadliest. Oh parlay. yeah. I mean, he hasn't had a negative. He hasn't had minus odds in, in, in weeks. He's I got think the 678, lowest... 1872, yeah. 437, <laughs> 550, 737. Man's is going for the wins, but they're not hitting. But don't worry, Nick. I don't think they're close to hitting, by the way. It's <laughs> not like it's not like Jermaine's where he's like, oh, I could have just gotten one. I'm like out by three. <laughs> I'm out by like game one. <laughs> no, dude, actually this one right here, you only missed Buffalo Moneyline because Mac Jones decided to play like Tom Brady. <laughs> but oh, I, I, Listen, I will lose Buffalo Moneyline on the ending of that game. Yeah. True. That was such a good game. Uh, all right, moving on to me. Uh, to make Nick feel better, he's on an eleven-game losing streak. I'm on a twelve-game losing streak. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Putting me at forty-four seventy-three on the season, down six point four, putting me in last place. Yeah, gone it, man. And then, <laughs> just, just, uh, just hit white that gone it, my guy. Oh, out. and then the D-backs hit a home run. Fuck. All right, Nevada went uh, two and one. <laughs> Putting him at 46, 67, and 1 on the season. He is in first place, down 2.35 units. Guys, if you're listening to this and you can't figure out to fade the fuck out of this podcast, we are all negative money. You guys would be up big if you just did, if you just listened to the podcast motto, man. But I don't think they would. But here's the problem. Here's the problem with when we say fade the po- Obviously, the picks that we're picking, if you faded each of them, you're not going to get very good odds. And we're not like missing these parlays 0 and 4. It's the podcast motto. What are you doing? I'm fighting back against it. Don't fade us. <laughs> yeah, Fuck you, you guys. You if you haven't, your, if you haven't faded you yet, or mouth and pick a winner. <laughs> it's not fading season. If you can't support me when I'm winning, don't support me when I'm losing. You shut your whore mouth and pick a winner. That's all I'm asking. God damn it. That's a good white people saying. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth and pick a winner. <laughs> shut your whore mouth. Add that to the honorable mentions. Oh boy, what the fuck headline? We're not gonna. We're, we won't go through it. We're just gonna tell you what the headlines are. You guys can go look them. Look at them. We didn't have too many submissions this week, but Eric sent me something about MRI machines being able to read your dreams with sixty percent accuracy. Yeah, Japanese researchers have created a machine that can. Uh, it takes like 
scans of your brain as it's firing off when you're dreaming, and they can recreate imagery based off the sections like, of your brain. It's always like goddamn Japanese, <laughs> goddamn Japanese. <laughs> and then uh, I submitted one about just super ca- creepy shit. It's the new vampire wasp that sucks your blood, lays eggs under your skin, and eats you from the inside out. Happy spooky season. And then last but not least, I know we could go with the obvious World War Three, but we're going to do Kirk Cousins in primetime. Kirk Cousins in primetime? That's a what the fuck headline. You beat the 49ers in primetime with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback and Justin Jefferson didn't play? Yeah, it's any, any, any given Sunday. I actually have something. Quit. Drop it. There's... There's, I couldn't find the article on it, but today I'm sitting in a meeting. And by the way, this is unclassified. I'm sitting in a meeting and I got told that two years ago, the Chinese government tried to buy a sperm bank in San Diego. Right? It, it, it sounds, and the U.S. government blocked it. Let me say, Nick, why would the U.S. government block a sperm bank in sale in, in San Diego? That sperm bank was the primary drop point for Navy SEALs leaving on deployment. So if bad things happened to them on deployment, they would leave a deposit there if their wife wanted to have any more kids. And China tried to buy it so they could get all that genetic material and start building, quote-unquote, super soldiers out of this gene seat. Bro, that is crazy. <laughs> China is China is playing 19D chess right now. Bro, they're wild. Aren't they doing a show of force of, over out in the uh, Mediterranean Sea? Uh, they're doing operations with the Omani Navy. Yeah. Fucking Joe Biden. Just killing it, bro. Just doing a, doing a, doing a bang-up job there, Joe. They've been doing this stuff for years, so I I don't know. Let's rock with the uh, blind five. Let's not get into politics. All right, <laughs> all right. Moving. I felt I felt us get, like itching closer. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. All right, let so me put my back up in it. Hold up, wait a minute. Let me put my back up in it. I'm thrilled for this blind five because I genuinely don't think you guys are going to be able to get the category. So, uh, guys, Eric has famous slept famous with. Last words. It's guys <laughs> Eric has slept with. Number Eric's, one. Eric's favorite teams. <laughs> number one, lost in translation. Lost in translation? What is that? It's a movie, man. Well, no <laughs> fucking shit, you brilliant <laughs> bastard. Is the Lost in Translation is the wine movie? Oh, Ooh, Giovanni Ribisi films, bro. How the fuck did you get that? <laughs> I'm done. You came into my room and you looked at my screen or something. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way you got that. Is he the director? Is he the director? No, nah, I'm done. I, we're, we're not doing this blind five anymore. You're cheating. I don't know how the fuck you did it. You came into my room. You looked at my fucking screen. I'm done. We're not doing this. Right. I, have, I have. Bro, no, I'm been, done. I've right. been home for like two hours and I was no, I asleep care. for one of them. Clearly cheating. I don't know how you did it, but that's bullshit. <laughs> on to the next on to the next topic i'm over this uh, here right, we go so, so lost in translation nick had, had <laughs> bill murray had uh scarlett johansson okay. and it's a faded movie star. this might sounds pretty good actually a faded movie star and a neglected young woman form an unlikely bond after crossing paths in tokyo 
I have not seen this movie though. So what do you want to do with it, Nick? <laughs> Five? Is that is he the director who you just named? No, Giovanni Rubisi's the guy from Ted. I love him, by the way. He's Stevie's retarded brother in Friends. I know I'm not supposed to say retarded, <laughs> uh, but he's also in Ted. He's the villain who tries to steal Ted, and he dances with the coke oh, and yeah. the straw. Yeah, yeah, okay. I uh, didn't know that was his name, but he's a, in about every movie ever. I love him as an actor. That's how come I guessed it. That's why it's funny that <laughs> Eric is so salty, bro. <laughs> There's no fucking way. It's not like you took a multiple, like, two or three guesses. It was the first thing you said. Like, it, that's not, nah, bro. There's no way. <laughs> uh, lost in translation. I don't know. We'll put it at four. No, five. Because we five. haven't seen it. Neither five. of us have seen it. It's not. We're not five. saying it's a bad movie, but we're being dishonest if we rank it higher. True. Uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Oh. Two. Has he been in something better than that? I don't. I, I, my initial thought was to put it at one. Yeah, let's put it at one, dude. Saving Private Ryan's fire. Although, any, I did, a, any movie that you can pre screen for World War II veterans and you have to stop because they get PTSD <laughs> is a pretty fucking accurate war movie. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't see that movie until Diego Garcia. I, I mean, but still, when you, saw, you would probably appreciate it more as an adult. Cause you're like, holy shit! Like, oh, bro, I, that, especially I, after like, especially after like the stuff you've been through. Like, it's kind of like you're like, oh, I, I get it. Yeah, for <laughs> you're sure. Like, I, I understand. I was like, oh, I see why everyone loves this movie. Yeah. All right. You're, you're, you're like, you're, why are they doing this? You're like, no, I kind of get it. <laughs> Eric is so mad. He loves Ted, the so he loves the blind five, and he's so <laughs> bad. Right he's so... Ted, one. Come on, man. One. Ted, Ted, Ted is two. Two. Yeah. Gone in so, sixty seconds. Fuck you, Thunder. You can suck my Oh, dick. damn. Gone in 60 seconds? I, do I like Ted more than Gone in 60 seconds? I think I fucked up. We already put it. Yeah, we already put it in there, though. All right. Gone in 60 seconds is three. I didn't know he was in that. Gone, Gone in 60 seconds made us think that car sex was cool. It's kind of the worst. <laughs> it's kind of awful. <laughs> uh, then lastly, Avatar. He's an Avatar? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. He's the scientist, dude. Damn. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Lost in Translation. I would still put that above Avatar. Really? We, we fucked this list up. <laughs> uh, dude, I was just not a fan of the first Avatar. It, it's mostly the, all the shenanigans that surrounded it. Oh, boy. Made Fern Goalie meets Last of the Mohicans and spent $500 million to develop new technology to film it just to get on his high horse and tell us that our obsession with machines is what's killing Mother Earth, what that is actually sustaining us. And I'm like, you spent $500 million developing this technology to bloviate about how we're develop using technology to ruin Earth? Do you Listen. not see the hypocrite? Like, James Cameron is raising the bar. Oh, bro, I can't stand that guy. The bar is so low, but James Cameron is raising it. Him and Martin Scorsese need to retire, bro. <laughs> Scorsese. Dude, Killer of the Flower Moon? Perfectly good movie. Yeah, it was good. Fuck me. It was three. I got out of the movie and called my mom, and I thought it was a two-hour and 45-minute movie, even though I went in at four and called my mom at eight. <laughs> and I was like, "That's insane! That's a three and a half hour movie, dude. Why? Can we get instead of like getting director's cut movies? Can we get like <laughs> an actual like director's cut movie? 
Like all the bullshit. Like just give me plot. <laughs> uh, all right. So that wraps Eric up. Is, Eric five. is, by the way, for those of you not watching on YouTube, Eric is You're furious. Muted, by the way. Eric is the the Phillies are losing. We figured out his blind five. He's furious. Uh, it, the, uh, there's a lot of personal shit in my life going on, and then group chats, like people talking shit. Like it, it's just like this is one of those times where I just want to find a puppy and drown it, but I can't. So I just got to live with it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're drowning not, puppies now. He didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. <laughs> not your puppy. He didn't mean it. No, Look how sad you've made him. Excuse this puppy. Look how sad. <laughs> he didn't All mean right. It. So the MLB update is as follows The Houston Astros lost game seven at home to the Texas Rangers. Final score, I believe, was 11 to four. Yep. Um, also, for, for a betting nugget, Bruce Bochy, the Rangers manager, has never lost a Game 7. Uh, Dusty Baker has never won a Game 7 as a manager. Yeah, so are we still on the Dusty Baker isn't a good manager train? I've always been on that. You guys are on the – I'm glad he's retiring. He's not. The Strohs just didn't want him back. I thought he said he didn't want to come back. Well, that's probably he's the team doesn't hit. That's like you can't fire me. I quit. Yeah, how many of those have we seen? You know what I mean? That's like, how we don't want you back. He's like, well, then I quit. Just know how Bill Belichick. Yeah, exactly. How I quit. Bill, when Bill Belichick agrees to step away, just know that Robert Kraft was like, "Get fucked, old head." Well, didn't they just sign him to an extension? It, hold on. They signed him in secret in the offseason to a lucrative extension. Or lucrative. I don't know the details or anything, but uh, Bill Belichick is a sorcerer, bro. He'd just be operating in silence. He is Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> he really is. Uh, so another betting nugget, Houston Astros. Eric told me this. Houston Astros didn't win a single game at home this postseason. Damn. So everything they did was on the road. Which, hold on. They could have won the first series without winning at home, right? No, no, it just in the just in the ALCS, not the oh, playoffs. okay. And then yeah. what what looks like it's coming to fruition because of fucking fairy fuck current Corbin Carroll. Uh, the Phillies are zero and three if they don't homer in the first inning, and they're three and zero if they do homer in the first inning, and they did not homer in the first inning today. So it looks like they're going to drop to zero and four. Bill Belichick's annual salary is twenty million dollars. Get fucked. That's that Kobe Bryant. That's that Kobe Bryant Twilight contract. Remember when Kobe signed that two-year, fifty-five million dollar contract, and you were like, "Jesus, Kobe after an Achilles tear." <laughs> Jesus, that's a thank you for your service, bro. Yeah, exactly. They were like, "Hey, you got us. What is it? Six? How how many years? Yeah, six. How many years, Eric? Um." You know, it doesn't say. It just says he's gonna be here until he fucking dies. Uh, no, dude, that's no, that's a, that's a, that's a. Hey, Bill, we're gonna pay you twenty million for like max three more years, and then you're getting the fuck out. <laughs> I think that's what it is. They're giving him a ton of money yeah, so that way yeah. he can retire. Yeah. But two two years, Bill, and then you're the fuck out. He's seventy. He's seventy two years old, and he's signed a. What they believe to be a five-year extension at twenty million annually. Holy shit! They gave him a hundred milli. There's man. There's, 
there's clauses built into that, dude. I guarantee. Oh, for sure, bro. You don't know how much is guaranteed. Yeah, but he's not even the oldest head coach in the league, though. Yeah, it's Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, bro. You see him throw a football the other day? I was like, yo, that's pretty good for a 77-year-old man. I always have to remind myself that he is ancient. Because I see him throw it. I'm like, that's not a good – oh, yeah. He's above – He's he could be – why is Pete Carroll – if we're going to choose older than 70-year-old people, I want Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll as my president. Bro, for real. At least they're spry. <laughs> no doubt. Here's the thing. Pete Carroll went Pete into Pete Carroll being a press conference. Yeah, I don't know about this whole Iran situation. He went into his uh, retirement planner, and he was just like, hey, man, what's the average age people people usually plan their retirements for? I don't know. They usually they usually retire at 66 and live to about, like, 78. All right, tight. (laughs) He's walking back into that office like, yo, fuck you, man. I'm still pushing it. Yeah. I think he just wants to stay until he gets the most wins record, but with Mac Jones at QB, it's probably going to take him another 15 years, so. Well, that's why they signed him to a five-year extension. Because he needs what twenty-nine so more. He so needs he twenty-nine more wins, right? What's so? What's oh, he needs twenty-nine more to wins catch to catch Don Shula, right? Oh, that's a good, yo. That's a good thing to call out for him to retire. I wonder if he gets that and then retires. Um, so the D backs are up three-two still, or is it more? Four-two. Four-two. What's the inning? Uh, bottom of the seventh. Okay. So, under the assumption that it's a D-backs Rangers World Series, who do you got winning it all, Nick? Diamondbacks. You have the Diamondbacks winning it all? Rangers have never won a, a World Series. Eventually, they have to. So, yeah, I, was well, like, I was like... Everybody started off never winning a World Series. We, we bet the Washington Nationals like five years ago or six years ago. 2019, yeah. And they hadn't won a World Series. Nick and I were all over the Nationals. Each game, we were putting stupid money on the Nationals. I was sitting at Courtyard, just turning up with the, everyone at the local bars. They're, like, cheering with me for my bet, dude. I was, like, so high. Dude, there is, no, there is nothing like getting, like getting a bar full of people who don't bet but a game is on to be like, yo, I got this bet, and just being passionate about it. Oh, bro. I, and I was getting sauced with them, so everyone oh, was yeah. having a good time. They were they were sucked into bartender. Every time I walked in, he's just like, "It's baseball tonight." He's changing the TV. I'm like, "Let's go, bro!" Fire. All right, dude, I think I'm going Rangers. I mean, it is it is hard to go against the Rangers starting rotation. I I will say that. Hey, man. Sorry, he just Schwarby just got hit by pitch. My bad. <laughs> they hurt dude, you, bro. Dude. No, I'll hurt you, bro. <laughs> Dude, the, the the dude's two seventy five. He'll be fine. He, he can take a pitch or two. Yeah, Brian Urlacher called. He said, <laughs> yeah. I, I took car crashes, bro. <laughs> no doubt. Dude, Kyle Schwarber is a middle linebacker. Give that man a neck roll. He'll hit forty more home runs. Bro, by the way, by the way, the Michael play, Stott of the MLB players in MLB history to hit under two hundred and over forty home runs. Kyle Schwarber. That's it. That's the list. End of list. End of list. Under 200, over 40 home runs. The postseason Schwarbenator is goaded, though. <laughs> Schwarbenator. All right. What, how, so how many games do you think that series goes? Uh, I'll – oh, man. I'll say six. All right, Eric. I was going to say seven, but Bruce Bochy don't lose a game seven. <laughs> My mom literally just texts, today's game is not as exciting. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, Mama Mendez. <laughs> Is it D-backs in six, Nick? Yeah, D-backs in six. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're probably taking what, Rangers versus Phillies, Eric? I mean, I would like to. I would like to, yes, say that, but I I mean, yeah, fuck that. The Phillies are going to come back and win this game. Yeah, there's still almost nine outs. Yeah. All right, so if the Rangers are playing the Phillies, who do you got winning? Rangers with seven. <laughs> you got Rangers winning at seven against your own team. Because <laughs> so. if I pick them, they won't win. I'm trying to use the logic. No, no. If I pick them, they won't. <laughs> Technically, if all any of us pick them, they won't win. They were all a bunch of losers. I bought a heater, bro. Whoa! What I will not take that. I will not take that negative talk. What did I post in the group chat the other day? I posted in the group chat the other day the amount of money that that group makes. None of us are losers. Well, we might be losers, but we're well-paid losers. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's why we gamble. Right. <laughs> I got I'll, it, baby. I'll take Rangers over Diamondbacks in five. Okay. The, so series, the scores are close, though. Yeah. And over Rangers in six, Rangers and over D-backs in five. Got it. So a, a, a tip moving forward that we'll bring back next postseason. What, how many how many uh, wild card teams did I say there's ever been? Eighty eight total. Eighty eight total. So eighty eight total wild card teams. Fourteen of them have made the World Series. That's about twenty percent. So based on the current structure, pick a wild card team you think is going to make it, and bet them at the beginning of the MLB playoffs. You said it was sixteen. Well, it will it will yeah. be sixteen. Yeah, right? counting. You, so the eighty-eight total is counting the wild card teams from. I guess team. it's it's fifteen now. Yeah, it's going to be sixteen by the end of this game, though. Yeah, yeah, it will be sixteen by the end of this game. Yes, I did also make that point. <laughs> yeah, so I, you use current figures is what I was going for. Right, 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 right. right. Let's wrap up this uh, NBA Atlantic futures. All right, let me get that pulled up. <clears throat> Oh, I still have it. Okay, cool. NBA Atlantic. That is. Uh... By the way, Eric, would you like to do address um, where you've been the, the the last couple of podcasts for the people? Dead. Uh, no, I was uh I was back home in Texas visiting some family, taking care of my mom. Uh, then I stopped by in Arizona to see my goddaughter for a little bit. So. I apologize. And also, by the way, fuck you guys for picking the Jets to win for me <laughs> and then fucking making it come true, you fucking pussy. Dude, we are, by the way, I don't know if we can go back and find this. We need an intern. When we pick games for you, Eric, we are locked the fuck in. Yeah, I left I left with a negative record, and you guys picking for me got me to 6-6. Six and six in the <laughs> we, we don't lose Eric bets because we just pick bets we know you will hate and won't pick. <laughs> yeah, like the New York Jets fucking money line. <laughs> I was so mad when I heard that, and I was hungover, and I turned on the Eagles game, and I had just listened to the podcast. I was like, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. Plus, then, plus money, dude. Guess what happens? <laughs> fucking Lane Johnson has a sprained ankle and can't fucking play football like a pussy. Ooh, here's the, here's the Jets money line, baby. Always hits. 
Oh, wait room. Fuck. Category. Okay. All right, all right. I, I have a question. I have a question, Eric. When the guy is hitting the ball mm-hmm. out into the outfield and you say weight room, how deep is it going? Uh, The guy's back is touching the wall. Okay. All right. That is appropriate. Or maybe like this much space from his back to the wall. That is appropriate. As long as the guy goes back to the warning track, you are yeah. allowed to say weight room. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Two out, two on. Trey Turner just blew out. Uh, Harper's on bat or on base or at bat. This is for all of it right that here, was, boys. That was good. That was good. You sounded like a European who's just learning baseball. <laughs> Harper is at bass bait. Dude, listen, I'm nervous. I'm pissed off. And we got to get this going, guys. We got to get Atlantic Futures. All right. So, you guys want to jump into this NBA real quick? Yeah, I asked you to read the line. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. My bad. My bad. So, uh, uh, we're doing the Atlantic Division this year. Um, last year, the first place Boston Celtics are predicted to be the first place again this year. Finals odds plus 500 to win the division minus 210, uh, to make the playoffs minus 6,000, to not make the playoffs plus 1,800. <laughs> and their over under is 54 and a half. <laughs> it's because it's on two different screens, dude. You're like a goddamn chameleon trying to look at the game and the fucking odds at the same time. My man's just reading like it's the first Eric's, time he Eric's read like, out loud. Eric's like, Eric's like, it, they uh, they did uh, plus plus five um, plus five hundred, and uh, the teacher called on him to read out loud said, in class. And he said, "Yeah, we're doing the Atlantic." And just send it to you guys. Send it to you oh, guys back in the oh, studio. All right. Oh, you mean like the last two podcasts? Home run? No. Okay. Out. Boston added in free agency Delano Banton, O'Shea Brissett, Wenyan Gabriel, Sfeet Mikuluk, and Lamar Stevens. They acquired Drew Holiday and Christos Persingas via trade. They drafted Jordan Walsh. They lost Malcolm Brogdon, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, and Robert Williams III. Uh, Their current free agents are Blake Griffin and Mofundi Cabangeli. All right, so uh, Nick, what are you? What are your thoughts on this? I think uh, basically, and and correct me if I'm wrong, they basically traded uh, Marcus Smart and Grant Williams to land Christoph Porzingis. Yeah, they got rid of them to open up the Christoph Porzingis. Yeah, and then they moved mo- they moved Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon to get Drew Holiday. So I I love Drew Holiday, right? I, I think Drew Holiday has been a baller at, at every single team he's been to. Is Christoph Porzingis going to stay healthy? That's the question you got to ask. And I, I think Marcus Smart and Grant Williams, while maybe not true scorers on the Celtics, brought a lot of toughness to this squad that will be solely missed. And we won't realize what they brought for a, a little bit. Um, let me pull up the standings here. Last year, the Celtics won 57 games. They're predicted at 54. Man, that's a perfect line. Um, can I, can I give my pick later after I listen to you guys? (laughs) All right, Eric, what are your thoughts on Boston? Uh, so I actually do have them to win the division. Um, the star power that J- is Jason Tatum um, and Jalen Brown should be enough um, to get them the first in the East. 
or sorry, in the Atlantic. Um, Christos Porzingis is an intriguing, uh, what do you want to say? Is it an intriguing uh, piece to that team because the way he can stretch the floor and, and the way I think they want to run that offense. And then let's not forget Drew Holiday, uh, phenomenal defender. Everybody was talking about Marcus Smart being gone, blah, 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 blah. They got Drew Holiday, who I think is more an efficient scorer, higher end of IQ player, almost as good defensively. And, um, you know, another year in the system, I, I honestly think they're going to go – I think they're going to hit 55 wins, so I'm going to take the over <laughs> and to win the division. Did you just say what I said was blah, 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 blah? No. Like did that's I? What you, you just said people are saying that mm-hmm. Marcus Smart he leaving did. was – Yeah. He did. Fuck you, Eric. Hey, be, hey, be better tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, thanks, LeBron. Hey, uh, Boston Celtics are the, are the far and away best team in the Eastern Conference right now, even with the Damian Lillard addition to the Milwaukee Bucks. They're deep. Uh, their point guard position should no longer be an issue with um, with uh, Drew Holiday and Derek White championing that backcourt. Christoph uh, Porzingis being able to stretch the floor and give them a bona fide post presence that can score, not just a defensive presence. Also, uh, as he's moved further and further away from injury, Christoph Porzingis' defensive capabilities have gotten better. And if he's playing with plus defenders on the wing and all he has to do is help and rotate, I feel like he's going to ha- maybe have a career year from a block perspective. Uh, 54 and a half is a perfect line. I'm smashing the over on this purely because of this right here. I'm about to submit my first lock for the year because honestly, I forgot we were tracking locks. I will take <laughs> Jason Tatum for MVP. Uh, with that being said, I will take Celtics over. I will take Celtics to win the division. Uh, I'll take them to miss the playoffs, though. I'm just kidding, Eric. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like if I took the over wins, obviously I have them making the playoffs. I have them winning the division. And I will be sprinkling a little, sprinkling a little pizza money on them to win it all at plus 500. Nice, nice. All right, moving into the uh, second team, uh, predicted to finish second this year, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, finals odds plus 1,500 to win the division plus 280, to make the playoffs minus 800, uh, to miss the playoffs plus 550, and their over-under is set at 49.5. Man, what happens with James Harden? It's the million dollar question. I, I mean, hopefully he dies. So let me go. Let me, let, <laughs> well, Eric, Eric, no, you want him to die after you get assets for him. True, 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 true. So via free agency, they added Mo Bamba, Pat Bev, David Duke Jr., Danny Green, Kelly Oubre Jr., and Javante Smart. Uh, in free agency, they lost Mac McClung, Jalen McDaniels, Shake Milton, and George's Niang. Current free agents for them are Dwayne Dedman and Lewis King. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll ask it again. What happens with James Harden? He will get traded. I think, I think Daryl Morey plays hardball because he knows that if he can't get a viable return for James Harden, that J- Joel Embiid is next. And so James, the James Harden saga will drag on into the season. And as Philadelphia starts to lose games, maybe they put a three-game losing streak or maybe a five-game losing streak together. Um, the questions and, and the hot seat is going to grow and grow and grow. And you might actually see Joel Embiid ask for a trade closer to the trade deadline, which is very, very unfortunate. Um, 
the Philadelphia Sixers have bungled the process, and we are at the culmination of a slew of horrible organizational decisions that is going to put them right back into the dumpster fire they were prior to drafting superstar Joel Embiid. Um, Ben Simmons, Jaleel Okafor, Michael Carter-Williams, Nerlens Noel. I I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, I didn't even say Markel Fultz's name because he's actually starting to play some good basketball again. But it's it (laughs) – What's that say? Like it's all coming. the The brew is coming to roost. Or yeah, the, yeah. The roost. The roosters are coming home to roost. Yeah. So, and and this is the byproduct of all that. There's going to be a lot of people that lose their job. Uh, and it won't be Nick Nurse since he just signed. And oddly enough, I don't think Daryl Morey will lose his job either. I'm 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 gonna go. I'm gonna go a high road and a low road with this. I, I think if James Harden gets traded and they're able to fill out the uh, the backcourt a little bit, right? They're big. Philadelphia is big right now, right, with the moves that they've made. If they're able to trade James Harden to a pretty good package where they can get the backcourt return for James Harden uh, from some team, a guard, good guards for James Harden, then I can see this Philadelphia. And, and early in the season or before the season starts, this Philadelphia 76ers – team i believe has the chance to win the division go over and potentially go to a finals appearance right that's my high road right the low road is exactly what you said and that's what my pick is going to be right daryl morey is going to play hardball he's going to drag this saga out he's going to make james harden suffer for this Right, because that is the best rivalry in sports right now. Is Daryl Morey <laughs> against James Harden? I'm, I'm honestly, I'll take. That being said, I'm going to go bold both ways. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go bold both ways. I'm going to pick the 76ers to go to the finals one way. Right, I'm, I like that plus fifteen hundred. I'm also <laughs> going to take them no to make the playoffs. I'm going to. I'm gonna hedge both those bets. <laughs> we got a we got a first baby. First how, how am I supposed to fill this so, out? So put yes, they win it all, and put no to make the playoffs. <laughs> and then if, if we're going if we're going honestly, I think they go under 49 and a half. Uh with with the I, I think that they're going to miss the playoffs. That would be my that would be my bold pick if this hardened saga drags out. Eric. Uh, under no to the playoffs. Uh, fuck Tobias Harris, James Harden, trade Joel Embiid. Jokic is the real MVP. Shyrese Max is the future. <laughs> On to the next one. <laughs> That's so funny. I will take under yes to make the playoffs, and Tyrese Maxey for most improved. Nice. So nice. There's the, a, there, the there's only a, bright spot. There's a little silver. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was about to say a little silver lining. Yep. Uh, my mom says pobrecito for you. Phillies blowing it, brother. Uh, tell her I still love her. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, last year's third place finisher predicted to be third place this year. New York Knicks, uh, plus five thousand to win the finals, plus eight hundred to win the division, minus three eighty to make the playoffs, plus two eighty five to miss the playoffs. Their line set at forty five and a half. What do you guys got? 
They added Dante DiVincenzo, Nathan Knight, and Dylan Windler via free agency, and they lost Derek Rose and uh, and Obi Toppin. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, have they traded? They haven't traded Evan Fournier yet, have they? No, he still exists on the roster. Yeah. Um, I, I guess this is kind of like a mini James Harden situation, I guess. Like, can they trade uh, Evan Fournier? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean this this roster is pretty much set for New York, and they return. I, I believe they returned thirteen players from last year. They did. Yep. So to have this at forty five and a half is an amazing line. Um, I I'm gonna say that the Knicks go over, but they hit forty six. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, but not win the division. Um, I have three teams that can make the playoffs from this division. Uh Interesting. 45 and a half. Give me, give me the over. I think the Knicks pull off a trade. It's a little foreshadowing from the previous team we just discussed. For Joel. Uh, yep. For Joel Embiid. Uh, yes. Yes. In division. Yes, to make the playoffs. Yeah, because the package – I looked at the package and I was just like, I would do that right now. I mean, I wouldn't want to trade Joel Embiid, but if Joel Embiid asks, asks for a trade I, and I looked at that package, I would make that trade. It was uh, it was Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and it was three of four players listed. It was R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, and – Evan Fournier plus two to three picks for Joel Embiid. Jesus Christ! And also, he can disappear in the second round of the playoffs. Do it. <laughs> and like, if James Harden isn't going to play, it almost makes sense to take that trade uh, because that fills out the entire roster. Then you can move on from the to- the saga that is Tobias Harris. <laughs> you can move on from James Harden. Um, with proven NBA players, exactly. It, it's kind of how and, I and and play and got guys that have have playoff experience. And you imagine the chip on the shoulder those guys would have coming there. And they'd still lose in the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> They're gonna go there, and that plus fifteen hundred is gonna be looking pretty good when it's plus one. Could you? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? They they trade James Harden for. For Trey Mann plus picks, they trade Joel Embiid for the package that we just discussed, right? You probably keep Tobias Harris at that point and let him walk in free agency. But that team versus Joel Embiid and the Knicks as presently constructed in the in the second round of the playoffs Fantastic would be actually. amazing. And to be honest, I don't know if the Knicks have enough with that trade. To beat that group of Philadelphia players. I don't know that I could bet that many revenge game props. <laughs> Bro, it's <laughs> Julius Randle, over points. Yeah, over over everybody. <laughs> Who's involved in that trade? I'm betting over. <laughs> Bro, for sure. This I'm like, that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen. I would love for Joe and B to be a lifetime, lifetime sixer, but. Uh, there's some bad energy coming out of that. That tea leaves don't point to it. Yeah, dude, for sure. If I was Uncle Iroh watching the Avatar: The Last Airbender, 
<laughs> I'd be worried. Not good. Let's get into the fourth team, Eric. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, uh, finals odds plus 7,000 to win the division plus 2,500 to make the playoffs plus 145 to miss the playoffs minus 180. Their line is set at 37 and a half. In free agency, they added Darius Baisley, Harry Giles, the third, Dennis Smith Jr., Lonnie Walker, the fourth, and Trendon Watford. Did they just go out and say, we need people who have been named after their father? (laughs) (laughs) Via the draft, they got Noah Clowney, Derek Whitehead, and Jalen Wilson. In free agency, they lost Seth Curry. They lost David Juke Jr. They lost Joe Harris. They lost Drew Smith. They lost Edmund Sumner. And they lost Yuta Watanabe. Yeah, I... I, I think the win total at 37 and a half reflects the guys that they lost, right? Resigning Cam Johnson was 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 pretty good. They I think the Nets view him as as part of their core, probably with Mikel Bridges. Uh it, the biggest question mark is uh, what do you have and Eric loved to ask this question when he was on the 76ers? What do you have in Ben Simmons? Right? And and Joe Harris and Patty Mills leaving, oh, and, and Seth Curry leaving. You're you're kind of a bit uh, light in the ass on shooting, right? So, where are the perimeter points going to come for Brooklyn, especially in a division that is very very big? And I don't think I think Brooklyn it has the uh, if Porzingis stays healthy, Brooklyn <laughs> probably has the fourth biggest team, and you've gone all big, right? So I'm taking about 37 and a half is an awesome line, by the way. How many it's, play- the, it's perfect. <laughs> how many, how many play, how many playoff teams can I have, Eric? Just three. Just three. Okay. Brooklyn misses the playoffs. My God. <sighs> well, you have, you don't have the Sixers making it. So you have another spot. Yeah, but he's not convinced. About yeah, but, that yeah but I'm not convinced about the 76ers not making it. He has. He also has Detroit making it. So what the fuck is Nick doing? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. In the words, in the words of J.C. Mendez, I drafted a decent basketball team. The other day. So, <laughs> stuck it, haters. Uh, by the way, we had our we had our fantasy draft uh, in basketball the other day. Uh, I picked. Names that I knew and did pretty well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. How how was the mood at the house when you saw when you saw my picks? Was it like what is he doing? Uh, I I called a lot of your picks. I mean, I, call, <laughs> I, I called a lot of I called a lot of the people's picks though. So, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, I saw John Collins on the board. I was like, oh, Nick is yeah. for sure taking John. You Collins. had to have seen Michael Porter Jr. on the board, and no, I was I was like I was ready to nugget. The obligatory nugget, bro. Yeah, I was, sure. I was, I was biting off fingernails. I was like, three picks left. Don't take him because <laughs> I knew, I knew when the way it was coming back to you. I knew you knew who I was gonna pick, and I expected you to do, except for the last pick. I hit. Did you expect the last pick? Who was the last pick? Victor Oladipo. Oh no, dude! I <laughs> forgot how much you love that guy. Dude. Uh, when healthy, Victor Oladipo is a top five guard in the NBA. <laughs> That's so wild! You shut fourteen your years mouth. ago, you shut your whore mouth. 
I might be operating off 2007 NBA knowledge. I don't know. It's the last time I played NBA Live. I don't know who the players are anymore. Vince Carter is uh, still in the league, right? I'm going under for the Brooklyn Nets, but I think they win 37 games. I'm going to uh, go over. I think they win 38. I'm going – yeah, dude, that's how good that line is. And I'm going no to make the playoffs, and we'll get into the Toronto Raptors here because nobody really cares about our time, our, our basketball league. <laughs> All right, Toronto Raptors, uh, fifth best odd uh, to win the finals, plus 10,000. To win the division, plus 3,500. To make the playoffs, plus 175. To miss, two, minus 220. And their over-under is set at 36 and a half. It's kind of hard to read this team, but via free agency, Jalen McDaniels and Dennis Schroeder were added to the team. They drafted Grady Dick 13th overall, and they lost Delano Banton, who signed with the Celtics, and Fred Van Vliet, who signed with the Rockets. Will Barton is currently an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Toronto has the opposite of this the uh, 76er problem. I think they have 93 guards right now on their roster, right? And I think one center. And it looks like they're and it looks like they're gonna trade Siakam, right? I mean, I can't tell you what the fuck they're gonna do. <laughs> so I mean, I, I think that's the thing, right? Uh are we expecting like Dennis Schrodinger has been a backup point guard for most of his career, right? A number no, two point guard. He was a starter in Atlanta for a little bit, but he, that was when Atlanta wasn't that great. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I think, you know, Van Fleet is gone. I, I, I think it's a very, Toronto is the team that you either need to reinforce the current roster in a very stacked division, or you have to tear it down and get some assets for when inevitably Boston runs up against the payroll Philadelphia blows the process. The Knicks nick it up, and uh, the and Simmons sinks the Nets. You have to hope for those four outcomes, Doctor Strange style, for you to make the playoffs. If you're the Toronto Raptors, and it's not happening, and I'm it's t- not going to happen, right? There's what? There's one, right? This is the end game. There's one. I'm taking the under. I'm taking them to miss the playoffs. Yeah, I'll echo those sentiments. They've got a who's who. Get the fuck out of here. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Scotty Barnes, his second year was rough. I'm hoping it was injuries. But they they attempted to do what I adore um, Sam Presti in Oklahoma City Thunder for doing. But uh, they went positionless basketball, and they did it with not the quality of talent you need to conduct positionless basketball so then they pivoted out by trading for jacob pottle (laughs) and are now stuck in an odd you know amalgamation of a roster that just doesn't quite get it done on any front so yeah toronto will be in the running for a top four pick this post this offseason i like it eric thoughts uh, I have them under and not making the playoffs. Uh, I want to touch back to the Brooklyn Nets. I have them over and making the playoffs. And I have Ben Simmons as a comeback player of the year and uh, Mikael Bridges as a top five MVP voter, finisher, getter, finish, getter, top voter, finish. getter. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just, 
top five, top five finish. <laughs> top five finisher. He likes to finish and get it. Yeah. Gets it and finishes. All right. What are your takeaways from week seven? Who are you shouting at? Either one of you speak. Uh, AJ Brown, right, is now with with uh, ten receptions, 137 yards last year. He went over 125 yards in a game for the fifth straight time. There's only been one uh, player since the AFL NFL merger to have a streak of five plus games at 125 plus receiving yards. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this guy. Uh, his name was Calvin Johnson, <laughs> Johnson maybe, uh, but uh, but uh, a pretty good friggin' wide receiver. Uh, OBJ from in 2014 had four games of over 125 yards. Andre Johnson had four games of over 125 yards, and uh, R.I.P. Josh Gordon also had four games of over 125,000 or 125 yards. The league killed that man. Um, second takeaway, I, Jermaine posted it, uh, in, in our, in our group chat today, uh, the Steelers <laughs> added to their longest active streak of consecutive games under 400 yards. They now have 53 consecutive games under 400 yards. They are 32, 21 and one in that span. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> they win not because of, but every week in spite of Matt Canada. M- Mike Tomlin, bro, he's quickly cementing himself as the GOAT. I, I just, this I just, podcast is always saying it, but I feel like not enough people are listening. Under 400 yards of offense, 53 straight games. And they're winning 60% of those games. <laughs> Bro, we can't even bet that well. We have a full slate to choose from. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. I, I, another another quote from Jermaine was they they were outscored. They're they're being outscored 127 to 103 this year, and they're four and two. Four they're gonna two. make they're gonna make the playoffs. Yes, because it's Mike Tom- Mike Tomlin still does <laughs> wait. Did they have a losing record last year? No. No. No, right? He, no. They were even. They went nine and eight. Oh, they went nine and eight. Right. He yeah, never had a losing was, record. You can no longer be even, by the way. You can't be right, 500. Right, 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 right. No, he didn't. They were nine and eight. Eric's right. He does not have a losing. The man does not know how to lose. Yeah. Uh, that's, those are great, great, great takeaways. Eric, what are your two takeaways? Uh, I guess my first takeaway would be uh, that the NFL is a fickle bitch. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Um, the, <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers, just these teams that everybody was all on their high horse about. Got she their asses whooped. <laughs> she giveth um, and she I taketh think, away. I think uh, putting into perspective what, you know, the Chiefs have been doing recently, what Tom Brady did all those years with Bill Belichick, like just winning consistently like that. God damn, man. Like the fact that they can do that is amazing because the, the Niners are fucking an incredibly talented roster and they lost to. Kirk Cousins in primetime, which nobody has ever done before. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. But I, so, Eric, don't we see this every year? Though we yeah. see, we even see this with the Chiefs every year. The media is so ready to build up a team, and then so ready to tear it back down. 
it's very much that the it's, culture that it's insane like brock brock purdy we, we have to understand brock purdy was almost undrafted yeah he has been if we want to talk about be, a quarterback being down to earth He's been on Pluto for most of his career as the 49ers quarterback. <laughs> they were scoring, I think I said at the beginning of the year, they were scoring 35 points per game, not counting the playoffs. That streak continued until the last two games. Yeah, he's going to have a couple of bad games. Especially right? when, you're, when your Hall of Fame left tackle misses the ball game. Right. Hall of Fame. Let's pump the brakes there. Hall, Hall of Fame, Aaron. <laughs> Hall of Fame. I know, Hall he of played, Fame. I know he played for two teams you really hate, but right. like, yeah. you can even say that. Right. you got to say he's a Hall of Fame. Right. Dude. Hall of Fame just because he's willing to fight everybody every time. <laughs> he's, <And> also, <laughs> also, he's not starting the fights, but he's ready to come in and fight them. <laughs> the, the, the Richard Sherman clip is still one of my favorite. Richard Sherman is like, He's like, I'm going to punch you in your face. And Richard Sherman's like, I'll do it then. And then Richard Sherman gets punched in the face. <laughs> and a smart man, Richard Sherman, looks surprised. All right. So so that was your first takeaway. What's your second takeaway, Eric? Uh, second takeaway, I'm going to go with um, Lamar Jackson is actually a quarterback. And when they let him do his thing and everybody thinks that he has to scramble out of the pocket and he's a, a runner – um, he's the most accurate quarterback this season in the pocket. And uh, people need to start putting some respect on that man's name. I Let's wish. go! Converted! I, Let's go! I wish I wish I could could remember what the stats were. But it, what, he tweeted something a couple weeks ago, didn't he? He tweeted some, like, one-word tweet or something. Lamar I Jackson. Don't, don't know, like, one word. It was, like, Jared or something. And he has some insane stat lines since since he made that tweet. <laughs> I mean, but, dude, he's leading the league in pocket passing accuracy. Um, he's like third in touchdowns. Um, I mean, this is the Munkin offense we wanted to see, right? Yeah. Finally. Yeah. It's they, here. They, they just needed to go against, you know, a real good defense to, to get to a lock-in, bro. Right. Just lock-in. <laughs> They've been playing to the level of their competition. Yeah. <laughs> so, boy. I mean, those those are all great takeaways. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some hot fire here. Uh, Justin Herbert is not better than Philip Rivers. He's not not at not at football just, or having kids. Just, just, <laughs> having kids thing that's good, dude. <laughs> Justin Herbert is nine and ten in one score games in his career. Where's Philip Rivers? I don't know. Hold on. Keep talking. <laughs> and what all I'm saying is with that much talent and that much expectation and that much production and statistics and yada, 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 and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Trey Palmer and Gerald Everett and Donald Parham and Austin Eckler, you got to start coming up clutch in these moments if you want to be a good team. Your quarterback has to come up big in these moments, and he's not. Philip Rivers was 49 and 65 in one score games. Exactly. So my point is Justin Herbert is not better than Philip Rivers. <laughs> I'm not saying Philip Rivers is good. That's not a that's not a sentence I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is Justin Herbert is Philip Rivers. 
it's just it's crazy. And at a certain point in time, if we're going to continue to put Justin Herbert into this category of a top five of a top five, we got to start demanding top five out of him. Right. We hold Dak Prescott to this crazy standard. We hold Jalen Hurts to it. We hold uh, Josh Allen to it. Joe Burrow. We know he's hurt. And Joe Burrow still we're holding him to that standard. So it's time to stop saying, oh, it's because Justin Herbert doesn't have a defense. Oh, it's because Justin Herbert hurt his ribs last year. Oh, Justin Herbert broke his finger on his non-throwing hand. That really does still impact you. Everyone plays hurt. It's time to start expecting something out of Justin Herbert. And this is coming from a guy who picked the Chargers to win it. I'm pretty sure I picked (laughs) it to win win it this year. Or at least make the Super Bowl. Yeah. And... And now I'm I'm pivoting. I'm changing that stance, and uh, that's crazy. And and one other thing, I guess one other takeaway I'll have is, who the fuck saw thirty nine thirty eight in the Browns Colts game? I did. I predicted it exactly that way. I predicted <laughs> the blocked field goal and the referee shenanigans at the end. I predicted it all, <laughs> bro. We in a in a in a week where we came on the podcast and said, "Do not start riding unders, fade unders, ride overs." It's gonna start hitting. The Colts went out and put up seventy-seven points versus the Browns in a quarterback matchup that was Gardner Minshew versus PJ Walker in a running back matchup that was Zach Boss versus. Kareem Hunt, the ghost of Kareem Hunt, wasn't on a ball team to start the season. What in the hell happened in that game? That is absolutely insane. 77 points. That game felt incredible. It felt like it went to multiple overtimes. That's how long that game was. I've never seen so many crazy plays happen over and over again. And if I was to tell you that the Browns scored 39 points, what would you expect Amari Cooper's stat line to be? 11 for 150 and two tutties. Nick? Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with Eric. Yeah, I, I'd probably say 12 catches. Two for 22. Yeah, not useful anymore. <laughs> Bro, it's absolutely insane. He's, was- he's, I, I'm going to say this so everybody out there has to bet Amari Cooper props next week. He's dead. Here, here's a here's a further crazy statistic to to no pass catcher caught a touchdown in this game for the for the Browns. Jesus Christ! Yo, speaking of this game, can you tell me who the top three rushing leaders in the NFL are right now? You already know number one, so just like, number one, like rushing yards, rushing yards. Yeah, correct. Mostert. Oh, I thought you said I already knew number one. Yeah, you don't know who number one is? Is it Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, yeah, Christian oh, McCaffrey, okay. 598. I thought it was because I kept betting already <laughs> mustard. Uh-huh. Can you guess number yeah. two? Uh, number two, rushing yards. Uh, is it Kyron Williams? No. He's, oh, but he was hurt, so he he didn't. he's not on that list anymore. Zach Moss. It is Zach Moss, 523. Okay, and then number I had to guess number three now. We don't have to. I'm just saying DeAndre Swift. Oh, I'm an Eagles fan. Oh, I was gonna say Kenny Three Sticks, so I wouldn't have gotten it. Where's Kenny Three Sticks on that list? 
Uh, let's see. Complete leaders. Uh, Kenny three six is at eight. What the fuck? Who's number four? Moster. Number four is Etienne Jr. Oh, that's yeah. I don't know. Number why five and six are for the Miami Dolphins backfield. Number seven is Kyron Williams. Okay, so I had I had guys around there at least. The fact Damn. that Zach Moss is second though, <laughs> it just tells me that Jonathan Taylor doesn't deserve to get paid, and Jim Shea was right. <laughs> Fire takeaway. Let's get into the week eight betting slate, Eric. All right. Don't pay running backs. Don't. When Zach Moss is out here second in the league in rushing, why would you give Jonathan Taylor $15 million a year or whatever? (laughs) Or whatever he's asking for. Nick, you want to hit us uh, with your nuggies? Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll run through them pretty quickly. Uh, Kirk Cousins, by the way, just to cover week seven and and, uh, uh, honorable mention takeaway. Kirk Cousins. Uh, now two and nine straight up as a dog, three six and two uh, against the spread uh, at home, which is maybe the line we we should have taken. He's now five and three straight up, four and three against the spread. Um, that doesn't make any. That doesn't make a lot of sense there, Nick. <laughs> huh? Well, we'll have to look at that you, one later. You rarely do. That's yeah, and six and two to the under. Uh, Monday night football, he is three and four straight up and against the spread and six and one to the under. So, so glad the under hit. Uh, a couple of teams that, that I found nuggets from coming off uh, the buy. So, the first team is going to be Dallas. So, Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys since 2020, he's two and one both against the spread and straight up. However, with Green Bay from 2006 to 2018, he was 13, six and one against the, the spread, 13 and seven straight up. Um, Give me the Dallas. Give me Dallas minus six and a half. Uh, Mike Vrabel coaching the Tennessee Titans since 2018, five and one against the spread and straight up. I'll take Tennessee money line. Tennessee also plus two and a half. Uh, the New York Jets playing the New York Giants. Robert Sala since 2021 uh, is 0-2 against the spread and straight up. Giants. Uh, give me the Giants money line. Give me Giants plus two and a half. Uh, Frank Reich, his first year uh, as the Carolina head coach. However, the previous five years, he was in Indianapolis. In those years with Indianapolis, Frank Reich, four and one straight up, four, oh, and one against the spread. Give me Carolina plus three, Carolina money line. Uh, We'll go to a couple of divisional games here. Uh, Minnesota traveling into Green Bay. Uh, The total for the Minnesota Green Bay has been over 43 and a half, three of the last five years. I wanted the over in that game. New England traveling into Miami. New England has lost three in a row and four of the last five. Miami has won uh, each of the last three games by at least nine points. I'm going to go out on a limb here, uh, go against another nuggie where we fade favorites uh, and take Miami minus nine and a half. Mm. Uh, the flip side on here is uh, Philadelphia traveling into Washington, uh, a game that Eric should be at because I do live close to Washington, but he hates me as a friend. Uh, Philadelphia is four, has, has won the last two and four out of the last five. Uh, the total has been under 44 or under 43 and a half, excuse me, four of the last five. Give me the under 43 and a half. And three of the last four Philly wins uh, have come by at least 10, at least 10 points. Uh, I will also take Philly 
minus six and a half. Uh, that stadium sucks, by the way. Yeah, that stadium does suck, by the way. So, Eric, I don't blame you for not being out here. That was just me talking shit. I have seen one game at FedEx Field, and I was like, this is – I watched the game one. I, I watched the the first half from down in the 100s. I watched the second half from up in the upper deck. There was no good view. And I would almost say that the upper deck was a better view. I would I would have considered going to a Washington game, but last year when they tried to kill Jalen with the stadium, that was that was it for me. Yeah. I mean that's 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 a pretty uh, it's a pretty good move. Uh so the the final Knicks nugget here uh KC traveling into Denver. Kansas City uh, we love to bet this every year. Kansas City has not lost in Denver since 2014. The average total of this game <laughs> has been 51 though. In those last in those 8 games since 2014, there have only been two games that have finished less than where the total is at right now, 46 points. Give, give me the over 46 points. However, five of those eight games that KC has won, they have beaten Denver by six or less. The line right now is Denver plus eight. I would like Denver plus eight. That concludes uh, my next Nuggets. What do you guys think? I actually kind of like a lot of those. So that that was that wasn't too bad. I for the first time in a while, I actually liked Nick's Nuggets. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Before oh, I before before I the trash. No, before I finish here, <laughs> uh, a, a couple of parlays to talk about. So I, I talked about taking the spreads uh, on all of them. So we'll, we'll, we're going to put them into a favorite money line. Eric, if you can uh, if you can stand by to receive my uh, my favorite money line, we're going to go Philadelphia money line. Okay. Miami money line. Okay. Dallas money line and KC money line. What does that favorite uh, parlay go? Dallas is up. You said Dallas and KC. Dallas and KC. Yep. Uh, plus one eighty three. Okay. Uh, I like that one. I'm actually going to lock that in our head to head as well, Eric. Uh, if if you want to if you want to put that in, uh, and then also this week, uh, I think you should bet them all on the money line. The dogs that I've talked about, but but Eric, can you clear that parlay? And give me a uh, Tennessee, New York Giants, Carolina parlay. All Carolina, all dogs. Tennessee Giants uh, plus nine sixty two. Nine sixty two. Okay, I will also take that. Also, uh, finally, before we get into your guys's week eight bets, fuck the NFL. What the fuck is up with this about all these bye weeks? weeks? Not bye week. Yeah, no bye weeks and. Let's count them here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 1 p.m. games. What the fuck, guys? You couldn't. Yeah. You, you you love to do two thir- two Monday night games at the beginning of the season. Just do like two Thursday night games or two Monday night games or or something. Don't give me nine 1 p.m. games. It's insane. They gave it. They had six bye weeks last week. Zero and, this week. Zero this week. Insane. All right. What do you guys got? The scheduling is just crazy, bro. Um, give me Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus eight and a half. Uh, I know that the Bills are going to be pissed off, but I like what I've seen from the Bucks this year. This game is going to be closer than expected. I'll take the over forty-two as well in that in that matchup. 
Tampa versus Bucks, you said? Or sorry. Buffalo. And you said yeah, the that's that's a Thursday night matchup. Over 42. Okay. Um shoot. Philadelphia and, and Washington, I'm staying away from. <laughs> New England Patriots, I think a big time win for them over the Bills. 29 points is impressive. Miami Dolphins love to play beat up on um, you know, lesser competition. Uh, th- I think this is a Miami Dolphins get right game. I will take the over 47 in this matchup. I will say, though, if you want to bet this, Miami normally doesn't hit their stride until the first half or until the second half. I would bet Patriots first half spread. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the over 47. I think the Dolphins can get 30 points, and I, and I don't. Until Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard come back for that secondary, I think the New England Patriots can score points on this defense. And they, I mean, they might not be able to beat a real team, dude. <laughs> yeah, but it's jury's still out. I'll take New York Giants money line. I'll take the Giants uh, money line. Okay. I'll take. I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover. The Rams' offense sucks without a run game. And Kyron Williams being out is a big deal, uh, as evidenced by this past week, which is why I chose the Steelers. So until they are able to square away that run game, I'm going to fade the Rams. So I'll take Dallas minus six and a half. Watch the line movement. If you can get Dallas minus six or Dallas minus five and a half, I'd be shocked if you can get it that low. Uh, But that that would be a great bet. Give me Pittsburgh Steelers money line. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have a letdown after that big Thursday night win. Uh, they shouldn't have that win, and so therefore Pittsburgh will, will surprise them. Foster, dude. And uh, we'll move into the next matchup: Minnesota versus Green Bay. I mean, this is uh, like at a certain point in time. Like I know it's fun to beat up on Kirk Cousins, but we gotta give this man some due. Uh, give me Minnesota Vikings money line. Jordan Love does not look great, so. Uh, Houston, Texas, Carolina Panthers, the, the rookie matchup at quarterback that we want. I'm expecting both quarterbacks to play real well in this game. Give me the over 43 and a half. Uh, this is going to be kind of one of those, oh, the future is bright kind of matchups. Frank Wright coming out of the bye. They're going to square some things away. I, hope, I think that offensive line is going to start playing better. Um, oh, boy, Tennessee. Tennessee at home versus the Falcons. Arthur Smith versus his old team. Which team is going to be able to run the ball better? The Atlanta Falcons defense has actually looked pretty game. I'll take the over 36 and a half in this matchup. I'm going to stay away from any of the spreads and money line. Uh, Very next matchup, we have the Saints traveling into Indianapolis. Uh, The Saints have 10 days, are a pissed off football team. Doesn't fucking matter. It does (laughs) not matter. Give me the Colts. Minus one and a half Colts money line. The Saints will be in the running for a top 10 pick this year uh, until they fire that OC. Cleveland goes into Seattle. You know, that's Seattle's a tough place to play. Deshaun Watson's most likely not going to play. Jerome Ford is hurt. Kareem Hunt's a little banged up. Amari Cooper can't get the ball, which means the obvious bet is Seahawks, right? Nope. Give me Cleveland Browns money line plus 136. Uh, we'll move into the Kansas City Chiefs-Denver game. I'm with Nick. I like Denver plus eight. And I think we do this every year when Denver plays the Chiefs, and then we're like, why the fuck did we bet this? But I'm going to continue <laughs> to do it. So de- de- give me Denver plus eight at minus it's, 112. The money line's going to hit eventually. 
Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Baltimore Ravens versus Arizona Cardinals. Man, Arizona was fun early on in the year, but they are exactly what you thought they were. They're a team that doesn't have talent at all three levels on defense. They're a team that doesn't have talent on all three levels on offense. Um, Kyler Murray, do not come back in this game. Baltimore's defense is wild. I really want to take Baltimore minus eight. I think this is going to be back-to-back blow-up weeks for Lamar Jackson owners. Uh, So I'll take Baltimore minus eight. That's a big spread, though. So if you want to fade, obviously subscribe to the podcast motto. Cincinnati Bengals taking on the San Francisco 49ers. The Bengals are coming off a bye, and Zach Taylor is on the hot seat. Every single team won in his division while they were on the bye week. That's right. Browns, Ravens, Steelers all got a W. And they need to get a quality win under their belt for people to kind of start putting some respect on their name. T. Higgins is going to be healthier. Jamar Chase is is still just really, really good. I'll take Bengals plus five and a half, um, which is a scary bet with Dick Bosa coming off the bench now off the edge in that offensive line. Chicago Bears travel into the Chargers for the Sunday night football game. They're a plus eight and a half dog. Look, I'm taking Bears spread until Justin Herbert proves me otherwise. Bet you that's a home game for the Bears. And last but not least, we have Monday night football. Las Vegas Raiders also a plus eight dog versus the Detroit Lions. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, if Jimmy G is back, this the spread is great at plus eight. I just don't know where he is with that. Um, I'm going to take over 45 and a half in this game. I think points are put up on both sides of the football. Um, Detroit, Jared Goff sucks on the road. Jared Goff is outstanding at home. <laughs> so uh, that I'll take the Raiders plus eight. I'm sorry. No, I'll take the over 45 and a half. And I'm going to put a little underdog parlay together here, Eric. It's it's all it's gonna be all plus eight spreads. So I'm gonna take uh, Raiders, Bears, Cardinals, Broncos, and Patriots and Bucks. <laughs> plus what? No way. Plus forty four thousand seven hundred eighty six. Jesus. Sure. Give me give me it in a parlay. That's sure. I'll take that. <laughs> you just said sure Whatever. yeah fuck it dude uh i'm just and when it's a big spread i like taking taking the points dude football is i mean there's a reason why we say it's any given sunday each of these teams can lose by 10 <laughs> but I'm, i don't think it's gonna happen <clears throat> uh that that concludes my my view of this slate i'll be putting out an anytime touchdown parlay as per usual, for the head-to-head this week. Eric, what are your top three bets for the week? Chicago money line, Baltimore minus eight, Kansas City minus eight. Okay. All right. My man was prepared. Will he win without us picking? <laughs> hey. Eric, would you like – can I pick the slate for you? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's pull up the app here. Uh, Eric will take – Commander's money line. He's going to take Rams money line. All right. Minnesota money line. All right. Uh, and 
Cincinnati continues a, or San Francisco continues a spiral. Give me Cincinnati plus five and a half. Cincinnati plus five. So Rams money line, Minnesota Vikings money line, Cincinnati plus five and a half. Correct. Got it. <laughs> the thing is, those aren't wildly bad bets. They never are for Eric. <laughs> you guys got anything else before we wrap this up? I mean, we covered a lot in a pretty good, decent time, dude. Yeah. It's like we could do this every week. Current, current NFL pick em records. I'm fairly certain this is accurate. Uh, Nick has 19, 21, and 1. I'm 17, 25, and 2. Wow, we have three pushes already. <laughs> That's crazy. We're barely a week eight. Uh, EPE is 6 and 6. Uh, give a, a did the uh, D backs win? Yeah, the D backs won four two. Uh, as soon as I get out of this uh, podcast, I'm gonna un, I'm gonna leave a, I'm gonna leave the group chat uh, and then mutilate myself a little bit. Uh, just fall damage on Spider Man. Just just do this. Just do this. Take two hits of the vape pen and mutilate your dick. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be perfectly fine. And then go right to bed. On that note, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Shemekalo Mendez, for my co-host, Nicholas Morhan, and our executive producer, EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>